on this episode. But I always like if I knew I was like dead, like I was gonna die in a week, I would immediately go out and try try everything just to see All what right. it was like. But, but uh, how do you know you're not gonna die in a week now? Yeah, it's an impossible scenario. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I'm pretty I'm sure <laughs> just odds are I'll be alive in a week. Um yeah. I'm not tempting you, God. Uh, in Jamaica. Yeah, in Jamaica, yeah. <laughs> if I don't make it back, you know how it would happen. But, um, I can see it on the news. Bald comic disappears in Jamaica. Bald, they, they, Why is bald the first they thing preface it with bald comic does heroin with Steve. <laughs> I guess bald comic is better than saying amateur comic. everybody and welcome to another episode of no country for middle-aged men i am your host mark pearson and this is my jail living co-host adam radliff you know what <laughs> i tell you that in confidence uh, and um you eat know, dicks it's a, I don't know, yeah, we got rachel yes mcmillan on but um somebody posted a while back it's like if you did a show of just comics who had like DUIs, yeah, it would be the longest show in history. <laughs> it's like, I'm the glad list. mine's capital murder, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that, that would be a shorter list. <laughs> <laughs> How much shorter, though? <laughs> Quite a bit shorter, but um, yeah, I think it's like a crazy concept. And and uh, it was like just to build money to bail people out, yeah. I was like, yeah, that, that would be like a four or five hour show oh if we did five minute <laughs> <Yeah>. sets. <laughs> But uh, thanks for coming on. Um, so, Rachel, newer to the scene, like, what got you into doing comedy? So I got into comedy a little bit later in life, as have you. Yeah, I'm probably a lot older than you. Yeah. No, not, not much. I know exactly how old you are. You do how old? <laughs> to the day. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's not creepy. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, what got me into comedy? Yeah, I... Um, well, I'll say this, that, you know, as a struggling uh, addict alcoholic, it was hard for me to uh, do really anything that motivated me or made me happy or find mm. that passion. So as I acquired, you know, like five years sober, it was sort of just like a, what would the next thing be to carry the message to other people, right? Mm. Like help other people. Uh, my friend was like, why don't you do that thing? Because you're that thing. You do that thing that you're funny and all the things. Just do it. You know, uh -huh. and so I was like, sure. So we get there. She's like, I'm going to watch and see. She's like, the next time I went, uh, so the second time I went, I finally went on stage and something, I don't know, it's just something exploded inside of me that I hadn't uh -huh. felt even when I had kids and heroin. I know uh -huh. it's kind of extreme, but, um, so it's like most humors in my class in high school. Um, was that official or you're, well, I, ha you're yeah, I have, the, I have the degree at home, <laughs> the certificate for it. Was this clown college? It was <laughs> clown college slash high school, uh -huh. basically. Um, and I've just always, I've always been very attracted to like comedy and mm -hmm. SNL when I was a kid and being funny. Like who can I hang out with that will get my personality? And I found it. Sure. When I started hanging out with the kids in Houston that do comedy. You right. Know? So. so what has it been like kind of just meeting the, the, co the comics <clears throat> in the scene? Um, the politics or no. Yes. Start with the politics <laughs> first. Right. Um, yeah, there is a hierarchy. Um, but like, I think it's been, um, as re it's been more rewarding than I thought it could possibly be. Like, oh, yeah. I feel like, um, I've gotten to know every individual and their personality and how they you know and and then honestly i'm just learning what my personality is on stage mm -hmm. i had a sh uh, set at darwin's last night um where normally i'm like oh darwin's this is where i go to like you know uh hate myself <laughs> when right, i do comedy yeah. <laughs> and i got on stage and matt was like jolly was like yeah good luck because um uh, you know, nobody's been able to set the, set the room on fire or whatever. And I was like, okay, good, good. I'll, I'll <laughs> good pep talk. Yeah. yeah good, oh, <laughs> jolly. So I jump on stage, but I'm in this different mindset where I now know okay, you're about to go on stage. 
and something happens and, and, and something inside of me just comes to light, you know? So, um, all of a sudden, not just like one or two people perked up, but the whole room turned and looked at me and I thought, Okay, the audience. Well, that's because you went on stage topless. I mean, well, I went on stage (laughs) with a dildo in my hand. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Jolly, I'll never leave home without it. You know, dick. Um. Jolly is well known. Um, Seen it multiple times. Gigantic. Good for him, though. That's what I say. Yeah, I'm not a jealous type. I'm happy. Well, you know, I just need to get on the list. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's easier ways. (laughs) I hate to break it to you. There's much easier ways, like just asking. Or signing your name. Yeah, Yeah. there's that, there's that, there's that. Uh, Yeah, I've I've hustled. I feel like I've hustled hard, but I could hustle harder. I feel like there's always, like I was, I've, you know, told some friends um, in comedy in the scene that like uh, I'm still wiping the slime off my, I'm still a newborn, you know, I'm still Uh learning. So I don't want to forget that even though now, like I produce a show, even Mm -hmm. though I'm I'm getting asked to be on shows and stuff and I've done the riot and it's been a lot of fun. Fuck you, Brian. Put me on the right, you <laughs> cocksucker. Yeah. I'm kidding. He's had me on a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Okay. No. Sorry. Oh, there's going to be a lot of interruptions yeah. here. Yeah. Might as well just picture this being the Tutson interruption, but with less talent. <laughs> I am, um, with all the, you know, like time that I've gotten on stage and done shows, I still feel like, um, yeah, uh, make sure to show up at the mics. Mm-hmm. Make sure to like you, stay humble. You've been doing it how long? No, like, you know what I mean? They're like, don't be the asshole that like, okay, you bump me in or, you know, just like mm-hmm. t- show, show the respect to the scene that it deserves. Right. And I still feel that like, uh, there, there are times that I, like the first time I did, uh, trash, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I was, I cried afterward, you know, I, I, it was some that kid, bad? It was no, that yeah. rewarding. <laughs> yeah. I was like, they threw trash at me and I was like, wow. <laughs> no, I, I, it was, it, I was, I felt humbled. I felt like I, mm-hmm. how did I just experience that? That mm-hmm. was so cool to me. And then these guys have seasoned and doing it for years and they're like, whatever, you know, like, I'm like, but I teared up, you know, I cried. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause this is, this isn't just something that I get to do as an experience. It's my dream, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens, but I don't think I'm going to stop. And you know, there I think there's a, like we had talked about an ebbs and flows, like there's a balance to it. Sure. I got to figure it out. But, um, I don't mind. I I'm in love with it really. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I was talking, we were talking in the car. I was like some comics, full-time jobs and do comedy some comics have no job and do comedy and some are somewhere in the middle so you have a full-time job Mm. like it can be a fucking grind to stay out till you know (laughs) 11 conservative i mean if you get out early you can get out when you you need to masturbate you gotta shower you gotta run oh i'm off the masturbation train i don't do that anymore right Makes sense to me that you would yeah, say Yeah, uh, we had Dylan Alexander <laughs> on. What was that? <laughs> this girl comes on here. Everyone inevitably starts taking shots at Adam. <laughs> it's, like it's, a, it's a popular thing to do. It's like hack at this point. <laughs> well, touche to the taking off my shirt. So I yeah, 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 yeah. Turn around's fair play. Um, yeah, it's and I, I work as a paralegal. I've been a paralegal, even though in and out as a paralegal, since I do have a... Um, history of being a criminal <laughs> mm-hmm. um for 15 years i'm really good at what i do and then when you're in recovery m- miracles happen when you're mm-hmm. when you're sober in recovery and that's the that's why i'm able to like even you know i feel like that's what's actually gotten me in a position to where i am today where i can produce shows and do that you know mm-hmm. because i don't I don't have hangovers i'm not asking for the blow i'm not you know i'm mm-hmm. there to really do comedy like i mm-hmm. love you know uh, it's not a hangout. It is a hangout scene to me in, in some regards because I want to befriend and learn the community. But like, uh, yeah, I I just love being around comedians and being in the scene and doing comedy. Um, mm-hmm. Learning how to write, rewrite, like one word and a joke can change the whole joke, right? So sure. just to say to someone, I've said it to you a few times or you've given me feedback mm-hmm. and I really hone in and tune into that regardless if it's someone that, you know, has... Uh, it could be a new person, or it could be someone with plenty of years. It just it matters their perspective and how how yeah how they hear it. Um, it's hard. It's difficult working, um, and it's not an eight to five. Like being a paralegal is kind of like on call anytime. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have deadlines and stuff or whatever. And then with law school starting soon, it's 
it's going to be even in a single mom and all the other things, you know? Um, but I, I hear, I, I've heard from just about everyone I've met that being a single mom is like really easy. <laughs> wow. Well, in the scene probably, cause they don't it's have like custody the custody of their kids. From what I'm, from what I'm learning. Easy. Yeah. From what I'm learning about some of the women in, in case you're in not picking scene. up on this sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I have kids, but I don't know how many. And you're like, all right, that's cool. There's that. Well, I've, I've, I'm always like, where are your kids? You know, like, what do you, do you, mm-hmm. t- I don't know. It didn't matter. I'm just making fun of other people because I'm projecting. Yeah. It's hard as fuck being a parent. <laughs> projecting. So yes. Let's get into some drama. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, know. you mentioned politics. At, what have you noticed politics wise? I just noticed that there's favorites. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say who, but it's pretty obvious, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're better looking, I mean, like it, there's right. Right. That's how I, I get all be, my spots. Yeah. So I'm glad that <laughs> I have that. My gorgeous looks. <laughs> Fucking bullshit. That's how you and Dan got on the all bald show like a month or two ago. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, that was some bullshit. Oh, so what, I have to shave my head to get on some shows now? That would probably help. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would do it. No, so like uh, we got some flack. It was, like a, it was a poster. It was called an Almost Irish Show. Yeah. Royce put it on. And obviously nobody looks more <laughs> yeah, Irish than I you. do. <laughs> Royce looks kind of Irish. He does. Um, but and then so the poster was me, uh, Dan Hornstein, Royce, um, bedroom uh, creeper. Who what? Bedroom creep. <laughs> Who's creeper? <that>? Bedroom creeper. <laughs> the guy. <laughs> Steve Cantwell. Steve Cantwell. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay, okay, dude. Okay. okay. Quick sidetrack. Sure. I literally double check my front door every night to make wow. sure it's locked because of fucking Steve Cantwell. What is he like a? <laughs> Rapist? I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, that's you know up in the air at this point. But uh, <laughs> who, isn't, who isn't in the scene? Really, I could be a rapist. No, so yeah. so he um, told this story on our podcast about how when he was like eight years old, eight years he old, started. He lived in Salt Lake City or outside somewhere in Utah, Park City. Oh, that's all Park you have to say. And um, he would go to random people's houses in the, at the middle of the night. Yeah, because he couldn't sleep. Yeah. So he'd like break into other people's homes and like steal rings. Like one guy, he like took a ring. At and eight like, years yeah. old? And then he did it until he was like 14 and then went and put back the ring like three years later or three weeks later and yeah. just crazy stuff. He does a joke about it on stage now. He's still like figuring well, whatever, it out. I used to burglarize homes as an adult. Yeah, but he brought it back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't do that. That's stupid. Yeah. That's <laughs> just called that? practicing. Like, he said he just wanted yeah, to fuck with people. What? Yeah. Yeah. He was just, for him, it was just like a rush. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it was heroin. <laughs> oh, that'll do it. That'll do so. it. So I, I, I don't know what the rule is for like talking about stuff like that. If you're heroin? Are, you, are you supposed to talk Fucking about Fucking love heroin so much. I want to marry it. Yeah, I do. I love it. So oh. I've never, so I've watched obviously movies where it's like <laughs> they give you a feeling of it or you have songs that give you a feeling of it. Like, what is it like? like? What's it like? So. I was after and I, like I said, if this is not something you're supposed to talk about, we no, yeah, else. you have to, you have to okay. be able to be honest with yourself or treat okay, yourself. Good. Some people who can't, they're just not there yet. You know, mm-hmm. um, like I remember I had two C-sections, right? Um, mm-hmm. my, unfortunately my ex-husband, um, was physically abusive. So there was that. And then whatever else, I mean, trauma happens, but I, um, I took a lot of lore sets. Like I would take like 15 to 20 a day. What's that? Lore sets are um, opioids. Okay. And uh, the pizza guy, I was friends with him. That's, you know, in Kingwood. And he came by and I didn't have any lore sets. And he was like, hey, let's go get my shit. Right. And Mm -hmm. I went with him and we go back to the house and he nodded out and he, he shot up and he, and, and he said like, put this in a visine. How are pizza guys affording heroin? Right. Is it not expensive? It's Kingwood for Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, is Kingwood ha- like known for cheap heroin? No, King, no. Kingwood <laughs> is known for entitled selfish. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Trust fund kind of a. Yeah. Um, so he, he was like, just put this in the, it'll last you for until t- like tomorrow. So you can get your lore sets. And uh, I was like, all right, let's shake it up. It's called black tar. And mm-hmm. uh, so he's like, you know, just like lean back, snort a little bit. You'll be fine. I, I, it was, <laughs> it was, uh, it was the biggest high rush I've ever gotten in my life. I just remember, I remember standing in front of the sink and snorting it and just being, just being like, wow. 
So what does it feel like? It fe- it's, it's it burns. It feels like that doesn't sound fun. Well, it sounds fun when the when the body effect f- hits. I touch the stove. Not fun. It burns. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's Stand what that's what we're long. known not for. That's what we're known for. Yeah, touching the hot stove. Alcoholics and addicts. Oh you yeah, know? yeah. Like we repeat the same behavior over and over again because we're insane. Gotcha. Um. So yeah, no. It felt it felt like I didn't. I felt free. I mm. felt like. I didn't have any consequences or anything to worry about or I was, uh, it's, it's the best feeling I've ever had as far as drugs go. Yeah. Mark, what was your experience with what heroin? Heroin. I've never had an experience with heroin. I can, I can hook you up. I gotta get, (laughs) (laughs) I've always said like, obviously like I never, I've never going to do like any hard drugs. Like I feel like there's people who have addictive personalities People who don't, people who don't are very lucky. And I've been lucky so far. I mean, I've been drinking like for, for, yeah, I think the first time I met you, you were like, Oh, I'm Adam. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm scared. You know? Yeah. That so. was Steve Cantwell actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Easy to get those two confused. Yeah, well, he says I don't know who it was lot. on stage. They're like, oh, I fucking hate Adam. And I was like, who's this Adam guy? <laughs> now I know that they were full of shit, but, um, but, um, yeah. But I was like, I, I knew I was like, dead like i was gonna die in a week i would immediately go out and try try everything just to see All what right. it was like but, but uh, how do you know you're not gonna die in a week now yeah, it's an impossible scenario right yeah, yeah but i'm pretty I'm sure <laughs> just odds are i'll be alive in a week um yeah. i'm not tempting you god uh <laughs> in jamaica yeah in jamaica yeah <laughs> if i don't make it back you know how what happened but um i can see it on the news bald comic disappears in jamaica bald, they, they, why is bald the first they thing they it with bald comic does heroin with steve <laughs> i guess bald comic is better than saying amateur comic yeah shitty comic right, 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 right. comic. open my comic <laughs> yeah exactly so i guess if that's all they're saying then everyone who hears the story like oh he's, he must be a legit comic yeah that's also bald but also bald and does heroin now mm-hmm. i've been on good authority women don't even care if men are bald or not no it's like see this look on your oh, face right care. now yeah, I know you care. It's a joke. <laughs> I worked that into my. Uh, uh, I don't care. Sure you don't. And, um, I'd fuck the shit out of that bald head. Oh yeah, that's that's what I've heard that one before. Um, mostly from Steve Cantwell. Yeah. Whoa. He he keeps he has this running joke where he wants us to do porn together. Yeah, it's Why? starting to get a little creepy. Yeah. <laughs> and here's the thing: is it's like no, it's not us two with a woman. It's just, it's just us, us too. <laughs> yeah. And like, oh, people would love it. I'm like, no, get the fuck out. It's not going to happen. This isn't a real story, is it? This is a, it's a, real, story. a real story. I've yeah. witnessed this. Is he gay? No, he's no. just joking. Are but you he's, gay? No, no. Are you sure? Pretty sure, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like the puss. The poon. <laughs> There's no good way of saying that. No. Pussy. Well, so, Punani. Yeah. Ugh. Phoenix fly sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're getting down this weird rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. But, so I've, I've asked this rabbit question. Hole, yeah. I've, yeah. <laughs> I've asked this question of a couple of women because men, like, they have a like a preference of like what they call their dick. Like dick, cock, like, there's like a couple <laughs> of them. There's a couple. None of them make them feel weird though. Yeah. But I've talked to a lot of women who don't like the word pussy. So like, oh, what do you call it? What you, kind of women are you talking? Not women in comedy. <laughs> no, there's quite a few in comedy that, I, that don't like you to yeah. say that they have a pussy. No, that they will not say that. Like they won't. You, they won't describe their own vagina, vagina as yeah. a pussy. Yeah, I don't know. you're asking the wrong girl. What do you call it? Uh, whatever it is. That, so bitch, like, if, what's the bitch? So I would say <laughs> if I I use the word about my genitalia, the number one thing I'm going with is dick. Yeah. Okay. Do you have like a like a first option? Okay. For. <laughs> My pussy, my pussy, my pussy, my. P- it's a song. Oh, I'll I don't know it. that song. It's really good. It's Was funny. that a country song? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Bluegrass. George Bluegrass. Strait. Yeah. <laughs> King Country. He went to Texas State. Eat him up. Um, that's when I went to school. Yeah. Oh, back in the day, I missed college. But um, twenty-five years ago. I'm not that old. Okay. <laughs> Jamaica. Yeah. There's crazy. no. There's no way I could have gone to college. I'm like, what am I, Doogie Howser? <laughs> right. Probably. So where was your first open mic? Uh, Christian's Tailgate. Ugh. Who was hosting that? Ugh. Some lady named Catherine. I don't know. Oh, Salamanca? Uh, Salah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. 
I only went to that mic once, and it was a uh, shit show. It was a shit show, yeah. My first was at Darwin's. I Oh, was it? Yeah, it was actually a decent experience, but I was lucky. The Darwin's has gotten a lot tougher over the years. It used to be like a, a decent mm-hmm. mic. Now, now it's like it still has some moments where it's decent, mm-hmm. but it's also like have, has moments where nobody's there to watch comedy. They're there to drink. Right. Um, or they're a biker gang or... It's just all comics. It can yeah. Be, it can be tough. Yeah. It can be tough. Um, Christian's tailgate. How'd so it I go? bombed, like, not the first time, the second time. And so this is how she got me off stage. She was like, wow, I guess everybody needs to meditate after that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. And I was like, wow, I hope you fucking kill yourself. <laughs> you rude cunt. <laughs> so do you have, like, any writing partners? Or, like, how do you do your writing typically? Um... I use my recovery material. Um, I, uh, Abby Volman, she's someone I write with. Um, mm-hmm. Tess, I run jokes by. Um, lots of people. I mean, uh, they're, they're probably, Abby's probably my primary. Um, yeah. And then I write every, I mean, every Explain day. yourself, Tess. Why can't you get that number one spot? <laughs> I don't know. She's not going to listen to this. <laughs> How do you know? I'm gonna send it to her immediately. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, obviously she's not going to. She's a great writer. Yeah, she's very funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how do I write? I mean, I just uh, the way I started. I just started like you know, like probably like anybody does, like a storyteller. And then I was mm-hmm. like, oh, there's a way to do jokes. Um, so after a while, I mean, it's just like writing and writing and writing and writing. I used to actually type it all up at work and take it with me. To the open mic. That's where your Bill Burr hours are going to, people. <laughs> yeah. Somebody writing comedy. Oh, he knew. Huh? The lawyer's like, stop doing your jokes now. Yeah. And I was like, well, they're all about you. Uh, no, I, yeah. So I, I don't know. And now, now that I have um, a lot of, like, I'll have a lot of material, I just, um, I'll do little new jokes every day or I'll write something down or I'll recreate something or find something, yeah, fine tune something. Um, I don't know, I'm writing all the time, mm-hmm. you know? You think of an idea, you put it in your phone. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Have you read any books about comedy yet? The Comedy Bible is one that I'm still trying to read. Yeah, I saw it years in, and I finally, like, start. I actually got the audio book, like, a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> and I'm like, man, this is, like, really useful. I'm like, why the fuck didn't I read this <laughs> years ago? <laughs> Yeah, this is like really helpful in like knowing your voice and picking out topics that are like uh, unique to you. And mm-hmm. and one thing that was really surprising, and I've heard it from some people, and they probably read it, heard it from the, the comedy bible. It's like don't write anything that's not true to you. Like so, unless it's like a real story or based in some kind of reality, don't bring it on yeah. stage. Yeah, which is for me is like weird because I always figured like, just write about what's funny, right? Even if it's not true. So. 80% of my jokes have like zero tether and reality. Hmm. And I have a couple that have like a tenuous grasp on reality. And then like two that are like real. Right. And she's basically like, no, do the opposite. Right. Like you can always get funnier, but you can't get more unique. You can't get more you. And I was like, okay, that's unique. So mm-hmm. I'm going to start working on trying to just have more jokes. Yeah. That are just me. Mm-hmm. Now, whether that ends up being funny or not, We'll see. Yeah. But um, I'm, I need to start working on that. I think it depends on how you deliver it, mm. you know? Well, yeah, that's, uh, I can't do anything about that. My <laughs> delivery is going to be my delivery for life. <laughs> like, I thought about that, too, because like, I have a very deadpan delivery. Yeah. And um, I tried briefly, like, after, I think it was, it might not be, it was either Dan or Nick Palermo or somebody was like, man, you got to get your... Like whenever you're angry on stage, that's when I've, I think you're the funniest. You, you should lean into that. You do get really angry. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you fucking angry. <laughs> but um, but so I tried that. I tried to like have more energy, be more expressive, and I just like I couldn't do it. I was like, it's just not. I feel like uh, being disingenuous. It's like uh, that being said, like I could lean in more into that if I have more jokes that are about that. But some of my so many of my jokes. Like some of them are very cutting, angry, like bitter, bald yeah. guy jokes. And some of them are like whimsical, like puns. Mm-hmm. It's hard to go in and out of, oh, I'm angry, salty, mad at the world. 
And oh, here's my dark thoughts joke. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's just, it's, there's no continuity there. Yeah. So I got to do one or the other, I think, if you're going to go that route where you're leaning into a style. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I have not found my voice, quote unquote, yet. But I haven't. Really? That's. Yeah. And I don't know it's if I like talked about this on a, a podcast. Like, huh? It's like tuning a guitar. Mm-hmm. You just, yeah. Yeah. And it well, I'm more of like a, like a ukulele or a banjo at this point. <laughs> a harp. Too. A harp. Or one of those like strings they put over a jug. <laughs> one of those. Or a, what's it called? Harmonica. House harmonica. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of mouth harp. You ever heard one of those things? Like, yeah. Bang, 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 bang. Oh, yeah. Oh, that sounds crazy. You sound crazy. I Get am. the fuck out of my no. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> this bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you, you do seem to have like a and everyone finds their little groups in the comedy Are scene. Are you saying you have a click? Yeah, you definitely have a click. Like who? I'll fucking kill him right now. Your okay. click or my click? Who's Everyone's click? got clicks. Who's it's, your click? The boys. What boys? <laughs> I mean, I have Jamal. a couple. Yeah, Jamal. <laughs> okay. Justice. Nick. Justice. Torian. Yeah, Torian. Yeah. Those are my people too. Sionis moving away, but these are people like you hang out with right. on a regular basis outside of like a comedy yeah. Setting. I I had to learn though. Did you yeah. go on? <laughs> well, some people. Let's just say, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's like you. <laughs> we'll talk about it off mic, but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I but do. You can give overarching, broad strokes. So what do you mean you've learned? Like, have you just learned like certain people are just like toxic to be around? Toxic to be around. Mm-hmm. Or that they're really like not uh, on the same. Uh, yeah. Like, um, or the same, same, inter- same vibe, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I feel you gotta like some avoid of it's people who are cut negative. Some, get- so like, it's like, it's cutthroat in that, like, um, Okay, so like I, I started producing that show. Mm-hmm. My friend who I know in recovery was like, yeah, it'd be great. You can come to my art gallery and, and do a monthly show if you want. And, uh, and so Your I, therapy was comedy. His therapy was sculpting dicks. That's right. Well, and sucking them. Well, I mean, follow sucking your passion, Sucking the sculpture. <laughs> yeah, no. This dude's got uh, this, this museum chock full of dicks. And these aren't little baby dicks. These are fucking big old well, Why monsters. go small, you know? Huh? Why would you? Oh, look at how <laughs> go baby Go big or go home, I guess. He took right. that very to heart. Um, so I learned early on, you know, like, so then I got, I didn't know, right? I didn't know any better. But uh, I learned that, you know, not everybody um, really gives a flying fuck about, anyway. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I... Uh, I started producing the show, and then someone was like, "Well, I'm going to produce it with you." And I'm like, "No, the hell you are." Yeah, and then um, I had to like stop talking to them, you know, because oh really? Yeah. So yeah, you learn that some people don't really give a fuck about the like the you know friendship part, I guess, or whatever. Mm-hmm. They just they want to ride your coattail or whatever, mm-hmm. um, which is fine. Um, but that's really been my only one experience. Now I know. Now I know. Like, like it's kind. Of, it's really kind of like every man for his own. I mean, you know, nobody's gonna make you funny or make your, you know, write your jokes or do your time. So um. yeah, that's definitely a factor like in the comedy scene. It is it's every man for himself to a, to a large degree. Right. You can. Have, but that's the thing is like for me personally. But you better fit in to get in. Exactly. That people better like you because they've been around for a while. Right. You gotta and be you gotta treat people right or else they will actively roadblock you when they can. Right. As the as they human should. nature. Yeah. yeah. Like we don't want this Almost dickhead like, yeah. on my show. Yeah. Um so, so you gotta go along and get along for, to a degree, yeah. but nobody's gonna go out of their way for the for the most part mm-hmm. to get you on shows and, and support you. Like there's few people who will, mm-hmm. but very few. So what I've learned, and I've had Jeff, I think it was Jeff Saldana or somebody was was on. No, it was um, Amador. Oh, he was like maybe. he learned a couple of years in, and I'm still I've learned it, but mm-hmm. I haven't used it in practice yet, just because like I want to be at a certain level before I use this card. Is like being good is not enough. You can be like one of the best comics in Houston. You're still going to get on very many shows. You'll get on some. Yeah. But if you're not out there asking 
and promoting yourself sure. and and doing that. And that's why you see a lot of the same people on every show. Cause yeah. like, it's not because they're the best comics in Houston. It's just, they're the ones who are, know all the showrunners who are always asking, Hey, can I get on this week or can I get on this month? Right. And that's, and I've never done that. And it's end up like, it shoots you in the foot. And Amador is saying, like it would. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't even attempt to, unless they're, I, I don't know. It, I, it, that doesn't seem well, that's how it's going to be. Well, that, that, I know that's what logically, unless someone says, but it, and you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah, that'd be great. Oh, cool. Oh, you run that show. Oh, cool. Oh, it'd be interesting to do that show. And then they're like, yeah, well, why don't you do that show? But I've never been like, Hey, riot. Can I come be on the riot? You know, that's, that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't do that. Yet, when you be, but when you get but, to a certain well, level, yeah. when you get to a certain level, you're gonna have to do that. That's what I'm saying. Interesting. That's something I learned. Uh, obviously, I'm not recommending you do that anytime soon. Same for me. That's what. I want to make a phone call. <laughs> yeah, I, I can on a couple of shows. <laughs> I'm on there already, like in a week. But can I come again? Like, yeah, but that's like week? one thing that you learn. Yeah. Um, down the line, that that's talking about like just being a solo act is not it. It's how it is. Right. But you also be be your own marketer because like people don't care nobody right. cares if you're on their show this week or that week and a lot of times bookers are just like just because they're lazy they're just like oh i'll just have on on whoever asked this week and then it suffered the whole scene suffers because yeah you just get those same people I over and over that. again yeah stokes i asked him i said what's up with eighth wonder and he I was like, if you want to do time on Look But Don't, I've been trying to get him on the show though too, but. Uh, He's and, hilarious. Yeah, he is hilarious. He came back from quarantine on fire. That's what I heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his shit is good. Yeah, he's very funny. I do, yeah. I, Terrible human being. God awful <laughs> human being. No, I'm kidding. He's great. That. He's great. No, I'm, kid- I'm, I'm kidding. He's really cool. I him. <laughs> he's I a little bit of, got some interesting political views, but he's really cool. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, he. He's got to get energy. There are a lot of, I don't know. I, I really love everybody. I haven't really met anybody. I mean, there are some people right now that I'm like, can't really associate myself with just because they don't understand the maturity level that I'm at. Like I'm 40 with kids and going. So you're 39. To, well, I'll be, I mean, I'm like August 12th. Oh, story's always changing. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to come on here and lie about your age here. <laughs> Being older, yeah, I know that I look like I'm like thirty. So you're trying to like pull off that hot four year old move, like yeah. you're only thirty nine. Calm down. Well, I am thirty nine, so it's like a lot of these kids, you know, and they're trying to do this thing where I'm like, yeah, that doesn't work with me. Shh. Uh huh. Yeah. Like for instance, like um. I mean, I've just had to set boundaries with people mm-hmm. where I'm like, this isn't really a discussion. We're doing comedy, so I don't really need that energy in my life. So I'm going to have to have you stop talking to me. <laughs> so are like people flirting with you? Is that what you're implying? How do you, yeah, people have flirted with me. Yeah, uh, believe it or not, that has not been a major issue for me. I can't imagine why not. I've, that's why I'm on the show. <laughs> like hopefully I can get in his pants afterwards. Yeah, that's your end. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, that's been a big problem. It's been tough. But I survived. And I move on. <laughs> but no, um, that's one thing. That I have been hit on a few times. I would imagine so. Like, that's one thing as a, as a comic in the scene. And I don't like, there's just different people who have different levels of professionalism. And by girls. Uh, that's not surprising either. Yeah. Like, it's one thing, for better or worse, the comedy scene has a lot of, I don't know if broken people is the right phrase no, for it. it is. But, <laughs> yeah, it's a, I mean, there's very few. There's there are few. Yeah. that are just that have always loved comedy. Like I don't consider myself broken, um, like a <laughs> lot of comics in the scene. But like, right. But uh, and maybe that's just I have no self awareness. But but there are people who just, have, just don't have boundaries for to a large degree. Right. That it seems the comedy seems to attract that type, and um, it seems to get kind of like weeded out though. Yeah, they eventually. Yeah, but. Like, I see comedy as a job to a degree. Like, and plus, like, I guess I've always been very like, I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable at any time. Right. But there are a lot of people who do not have that problem. And I was like, it's got to be tough. Embarrassing. For female comics coming into the scene, new to the scene. Yeah. Because you can just see like from across the room, you'll see all these male comics go like talk to this new female comic. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. This is uh, outrageous. Yeah. So I've done every like I've gone the opposite direction. But I, like, <laughs> now you're fucking that. Yeah, no, uh, not for, to, 
But that was a long-term thing. That, was, that started way late. Like, I always was supportive of everybody. I treat everyone equally. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I have dated a couple of comics, Who? but that was... Don't you worry about it. <laughs> one doesn't live here anymore, and the other one still does, but... Uh, Is she someone I know? Yeah, you know both of them, for sure. Wow. All right, we can talk about it later, but... um. So, but that was... I've dated, were, like, seven. Those were things... <laughs> Those were things In that I didn't actively pursue, but they happen. Right. But like there's... Well, you're, you're just going to organically happen. When you're, yeah, because you're in the same place as these people all the time. Yeah. But I always, always very careful, and I think everyone should be, to not make it about that. Because then if you go and you're, oh, trying, yeah. you're trying to force that issue, like you're trying to do pickup lines and pick people up, and they're not about it, you've just made it awkward every time they're at the same mic together. That's right. Now, if things organically happen... And then whatever reason it doesn't work out, it's there's not that awkward feeling. Like if the it's guy doesn't that, give you his phone number mm-hmm. and just fucks you at an open mic once, probably not going to be your boyfriend. Yeah, I would imagine probably not. <laughs> probably not. Yeah, probably not. I mean, there is that off. That chance. is not a personal experience, by the way. But no, of course not. No, I wouldn't no, imagine. It isn't. Uh, I imagine you're still a virgin, immaculate conception twice. Uh, yeah. Do you have a favorite kid? Yes. Which one? Christian. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Respect for being the only person to ever answer that honestly. The other one, I'm like, I love, I love them equally, but Christian, you know, is like. Uh Which one's (sighs) older? What? Which one's older? Christian. Yeah, my first one. I love them equally. Sure, sure, sure. Which one's one's an asshole. Well, Thomas (laughs) just didn't take the tit, you know, and Christian did. So, no. You feel like that's odd that that's, I guess I hear that that causes like um, connectivity and he was just not about that life. He wasn't. He was not. Thomas is like, yeah, no, fuck you. <laughs> um, I love them both. They're amazing. I love having teenagers and they- The teenagers? The, yeah. 16 and I think the other one, see, I don't even know the, it's the youngest. <laughs> <laughs> so is Christian dating yet? No, Thomas is the youngest. Thomas looks like me. Christian looks like his dad. Yeah. Yep. So you're just, she's just casually saying that the husband's ugly and she's not <laughs> yeah, one of the group. But he's very handsome. No. Um, I'm sure he'll have a tough life then, mother. Yeah. <laughs> Thomas is, yeah, got a girlfriend. So uh, he took her on a date to the theater. She was like, oh, do you want me to buy you popcorn? He was like, I didn't know what to say, mom. I was like, you say no. And you Wait, buy her popcorn. The date tried to buy him popcorn. Yes. Oh, she's trying to get that dick. Yeah, she was. To fuck- <laughs> I don't know. First, I was going to go into it like, yeah, yeah. And now I'm like, no, yeah, no. You can't talk about your son's dick like that. No, no, no. I can. But you can't. Because <laughs> you like dick. Oh, well, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I like one of them quite Who's? a bit. Spent a lot of time with it. But um, yours, right? Speaking of dicks, okay. Uh, I had this conversation with Jamal on his. Can podcast. Can you tell me who's got the biggest in comedy that you know? I have no idea. I've never seen any, anyone Someone else's other mind. Speak, speak the truth. I swear to God, I've never seen any other comedy. I'm not asking that you've seen them, but is there a rumor? Not that I'm aware of. Okay, well, let's start one. Yeah. <laughs> can we make it me, please? <laughs> Adam has the biggest cock that I can currently see. No, right there's now. too many people who can refute that. No, no, um, I don't know. But um, I was talking to Jamal. I was like, all right. How big would your dick have to be for you to be a bad person, you think? Like, I at what point do you that. turn into a piece of shit? Right. I think that the piece of shit starts at, like, probably nine inches. <laughs> Once you reach that, there's no way you're going to be a good person. You're just going to be, like, walking around. That's a really big dick. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, you're like, all the other things in your life, you're like, all right, I can just rely on. Who do you all on- know that has a nine-inch dick? Look, I'm not getting you any nine-inch. I'm not, I'm not your dick's di- dick dealer, okay? <laughs> The encyclopedia of dicks. I don't want to get you on the hard stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, Adam. Oh, man. Anyway, but... um, Deep thoughts by Adam. Exactly. Yeah, but... uh, It's like, same thing with good looks. I feel like a lot of people would be just total pieces of shit if they were attractive. What? Yeah. Because, like... There's certain personalities. When you're at a certain level of attractiveness... you have to pay for what? Exactly. Like, so... There's, there's the old trope, like if you're a bigger girl, you p- develop a personality versus yeah. like if you're attractive, you're going to be an airhead. But like, that's the trope. It's not, it's not saying it's true, but I'm just saying that's what that is. Same thing goes for guys. Like if you're an attractive guy, your life has not been as hard. So you 
that's you act just differently. A, uh, it's not a given, but like it's that's just like the stereotype. But I'm saying like that's why maybe certain people are unattractive because like if they were attractive, they would be just total pieces of shit. I'd be very curious to see what I was like personality wise if I was like really attractive, really tall, like all these things. I feel like I would. I think I would handle it well. I would like to see what I was like if I wasn't a fucking fuck up drug addict, mm-hmm. but a mom who overdosed on drugs. Uh huh. Yeah. And didn't go to prison. <laughs> yeah, typical attractive person, no responsibility, <laughs> just do whatever the fuck they want. Us normal people. I'm just gonna call myself normal. But uh, very humbling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you think you would have been like if you were been like you were raised like two hundred pounds? Not adopted. Two hundred fifty pounds. Yeah. Um, hungry right now. I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Do you think it would change your personality at all? If I were 250 pounds? Not just 200, I guess. 200? Yeah. I don't know. I, uh, I would hope not, because I'm I I am would. amazing. Everyone's would. <laughs> I think that's a big factor. What if I was just like a cunt? Like, I'm fucking hungry, I said. I'm sorry, did she just say if? Yeah. Oh. oh. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, don't, I, can't, I can't remember what you said earlier, but that's my... That's, <laughs> it's the payback. Whatever. <laughs> I can't remember. Obviously, it wasn't that great, but no. I said you had a big dick, and now you're... Okay, so now we're just going to be lying this whole podcast. (laughs) I do a joke about being Irish. A liar. uh, (laughs) Most of my jokes are lies. But uh, I do a a joke about being Irish and and not too big, and then uh, people laugh a little too hard at it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I also have a joke, like the punchlines, like... Yeah, I, I have this joke about being ugly, and this girl's like, okay, go on. It's like, it's a long setup. I'm not going to do the whole thing. But basically, the punchline is this girl is like agreeing that I'm ugly, and it gets way too big of a laugh, but whatever. It's comedy. Well, you wrote it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any jokes like that to where it's like, it's self deprecating, and you're like, okay, this is funny, but then the people like laugh really hard? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Taking my kids to AA meetings. My favorite drink of choice is heroin. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that I like anal. Well, that one's good. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was something you discovered late in life? What? As you say that in the I like joke. anal? Mm-hmm. Um, no. No? Always been a big fan. Good for you. Um, <laughs> moving on. So because there, my dad taught me. Oh, that is a part of my set. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> is all your comedy based on reality? Jesus Christ! Yes. Oh man, See, that's the thing is I don't have enough trauma in my life <laughs> to we'll go to Jamaica, come back and come back with some trauma. <laughs> that's right. Okay. <laughs> or date me. <laughs> yeah, you get trauma. That's another thing. That's a. You gotta be careful about dating other people in the scene because of stuff like that, like stuff that you wouldn't expect. Right. And like, it's a long story. Anyway, moving on. But um, Whoa. just gotta be careful about stuff like that. Well, I'm glad I'm in recovery now. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I feel like there's so many comics who have lived more interesting lives, like because of their circumstances, the struggles they went through, yeah, stuff like that. My life has been pretty easy. Like I haven't had any major traumatic moments that I can think of. So what am I gonna joke about? Whatever it is that you joke about. What do you 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 say some funny shit on stage? Some most when I first met you, you were always very drunk, so I couldn't understand <laughs> what you were saying on stage. But I laughed anyways. Thank you yeah. for the blind support of no my worries. problem. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. AA works. Uh huh. Thanks. Thanks. It's laying out pretty thick here, folks. Yeah, you know, I have no As I'm drinking mine, water. Like, you were drinking so much when I met you. No. Where do we meet? Uh, Liberty Station. Okay. You don't even you have to ask me, and I've only been in the scene like a second. I mean, I just, you don't remember where you meet everybody. What? Unless it's like at an event. It wasn't. Was it when I was still hosting it, or no? It had to been after. I used to host that mic. No, but I had a drinking problem. Apparently, that's what. (laughs) But um, I don't know if it was a problem, but no, no. But um, but you were wasted. (laughs) Yeah. 
I wonder what night that was. Hmm. And then someone was like, Adam Radcliffe is a fucking piece of shit. Really? Like, yeah, and you're like, On Whoa. stage? I don't remember, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was that the day that Gino got, like, was mad at me? because I made Yes. It? Yeah, I remember that day. So, yeah. Um, just another comic in town who is notorious for going up and, and shitting on the crowd. Like, blaming everything on the crowd. So, like, uh, it's like, my set's not going well, so it's because y'all don't get it kind of personality. Mm-hmm. Which, don't ever do that because you're fucking over your fellow comics that come after you. Right. So, I was right after him on the set. And so, I went up there and just made a couple of cracks about him. I was like, okay. Was like, like I made a joke about him and the guy who was on before him. And, like, just like a casual throwaway joke. Mm-hmm. But this guy... Also notorious for taking everything personally. So he thought I was like attacking him. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, dude, get over it. Yeah. But yeah, I know what you're talking about. Show. Yeah. I was just like, damn, no. Yeah, he's had, he's had that kind of conversations about a lot of people. Like, that guy just needs to relax a little bit. Do you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't see him on any shows. I wonder why. I don't know. <laughs> I, think he, I think we answered our own question here. Yeah. It was yeah. a rhetorical. Yeah. But, uh, so what made you want to get into law? Are you into law? I think I heard you talk about it on somebody else's So podcast. I had a baby, uh-huh. right? But when I was pregnant, my, my brother's an attorney. Um, not that really, uh, I just, um, my uncle's a family law lawyer now, I guess 30 plus years board certified. He was working with, um, in conjunction with Fathers for Equal Rights my parents are like, okay, you're pregnant. So after college got pregnant, they were like, you're going to need a, you're going to need a trade. You're going to need something. So, um, you go to college? I went to Baylor university my first year and played okay. soccer. And then I transferred to a school called Washita Baptist and played soccer there. Um, I, my what degree position? is in all of them. My degree is in, is in journalism. I was a striker. Mm. Um, and then I moved to sweeper. Um, I played semi-pro for the Houston Tornadoes for a little bit. Um, yeah. I actually, I know a lot of sweepers. They're called women. Anyway, moving on. No. <laughs> you're really funny. That's why you're a comedian. Uh, so, um, yeah, I, you know, I started getting into drugs a little bit when I got out of college. I started working as a waitress in Kingwood cause you don't make money jur- journaling, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, working for a paper. And then, um, I got pregnant and, um, my, my dad made me work at, a, at my uncle's law firm. So, uh, my uncle's like, let's put you in paralegal school. So I put, went to paralegal school while I was pregnant and, uh, he family law, just something I started writing, you know, original petitions and final decrees and doing mediations. And, and, and like we, I'd, we do like 15 to 20 divorces a day, which is not normal because people were, um, at father's Equal rights, you're advocating for people who can't afford an attorney and they're representing themselves pro se. So they'd come mm-hmm. to you and pay you a legal fee to do the documents. And yeah. Oh, and so they only represent men. Um, we didn't only represent men, but it was primarily men because in Texas, most dad, dads get screwed. I heard it was really easy. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. yeah it's just like, oh, they get man. the kids easily. Yeah. So I have a friend. Yeah. Well, some of these dads, you know, they, I mean, they'd come in and they'd have like, um, you know, Excel spreadsheets and like all this, here's what I'm doing for my kid. I mean, it's real sad how mm-hmm. dads get kind of fucked over actually. So I got to see a lot of the real raw and I have in the past 15 years. So family law, I just, I fell in love with that first, right? And, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know, 15 years later, out of my addiction, I'm like, well, I could probably really pay it forward by becoming an attorney. Nice. You know? Yeah. So, um, but litigation, because you make more money. <laughs> oh, really? So, Fuck family law. I'm just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, what were you going to say, though? You have a friend that... That got divorced... Um, and she just put this dude through the ringer. I mean, you'd have people calling me and like, I need the socks. I paid for them. He's not giving them to me. Like, that's not a violation, you know? Like, uh-huh. violation is like he hasn't paid child support in four years. Like, not right. that you need your socks back, you stupid cunt. <laughs> I watched this documentary. I don't know if it was on Netflix. It might be, but it was like the business of divorce. 
Mm-hmm. And holy oh, yeah. shit, it was depressing. It's really depressing. Yeah, it's like it shows these like the only ones who win in it was like are the attorneys, but this is like, but like they talk about how these attorneys will coach, uh, whether it's the husband yeah. or the wife. Like, all right, so this is basically how you set a trap, right? That they're gonna fall into, and we're gonna use this trap in court to show how they're unfit. Yeah. Oh, it's all, I'm like, oh my god, yeah. like the most vicious stuff. Like, yeah. don't leave the house because if Call you leave CBS. the house, you're giving up the domain or some like all this other stuff. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. tell you to move out, don't move out. So don't just live in this yeah. awful toxic situation because if you give up this ground, mm-hmm. you're gonna lose this kind of leverage. All kinds of that Absolutely shit. Absolutely correct. It's crazy to me. So you worked in an office that was just for men. Have you ever heard of a thing? It really wasn't just for men. It became now like parents for equal rights or whatever. But the, the Right, right, because we don't want to gender anything was, anymore. Yeah, primary focus was at that time, <laughs> father, we'll they're all non-binary. And you're like, yeah. yeah. No, they, them. <laughs> no, yeah. Get, get, the, re- get used to putting those into the contracts. Most important now. part of family law, Texas family law is the code says is in the best interest of the child. Right. Right. So most of the time they get fucked. <laughs> right, right. But right. that, that was, that was something that I honed in and uh, like held on to is like best interest of the child. That's really important mm-hmm. when you're in family law, like to know, Hey, this is about the kids. So fuck your feelings and fuck that. She, he, whoever did what. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, so you heard it here, for folks. Fuck the she-he. Uh, I didn't yeah, know Rachel was a, a, a bigot, but um, <laughs> go on. Anyway. Have you ever heard of like men's rights activists? Have you heard of this? Men's activists. Men's rights activists. I didn't know this was a thing. Okay. So it's basically like, people who... Well, I've heard of fem- feminism. Yeah, it's like the polar opposite of feminism. Sure. And it's the most laughable thing on the planet. It's basically like men's have men's have rats. I'm not saying that men shouldn't have rats. I'm just saying that's such a weird thing to say because they don't matter. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Men in general, yeah, just run the fucking world. (laughs) Sure they do. Sure, ma'am. I'm kidding. I made a joke about that on Ku's show. Got a big laugh. Yeah. So I, I don't know for some reason uh, I like joking about stuff like that, but I hope it doesn't (laughs) give off the wrong impression. I think it probably does. But um, yeah, not be, if you're a comic and you're not like a tard, you know. Yeah, like it's all just to get a laugh. It's right. all not any like malice behind it. But um, I do need to have more jokes that appeal to a broader base. I think, or uh, I don't have a whole lot of jokes. I would say that are to elicit laughs out of men or women. But I would definitely, if I'm looking at my jokes honestly, I say more of them appeal to. The male perspective, obviously, I'm a man, but like, I do need more jokes that appeal to like the woman's perspective, where I'm kind of dunking on men, or just something that's like appealing to them. But <laughs> I thought about writing this joke, uh, or I did write a joke about Nuva rings, but I don't know if enough women. What's that? Exactly. <laughs> it's that, birth control it for men. No, for women. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, all. Birth Why don't men have to take birth control? <laughs> Look. If there was a male birth control, well, I would take it be. every day. Would you? Absolutely. And would you still shoot a load in her eye? Well, I mean, of <laughs> course, if she wanted to. No, she, she, <laughs> I've never. Been, that's a thing. Is like, I'm, and maybe I need to be more confident. I don't think. I don't know. Like, I was raised at an age where porn was introduced. Oh, here we go. At a later date, and like that, just like mom or dad. I think it was maybe because I was homeschooled that I never like. <laughs> I just thought. A little bit rude. Everything makes A little bit rude to just have, like, go full porn star and assume a girl's okay with that. I think (laughs) most women would, given their druthers, would opt out of that. Uh, Maybe not every time, but most times. Uh So I've always respected that quite well. Um, That's just not something I'm... I feel... You basically diverge for... You... Okay. You just went from the nuvering, whatever the fuck yeah, it is yeah, that yeah. you fucking people do. Uh, it's birth control. how yeah. you started jacking off to porn. And how- no, no, no. <laughs> I'm saying like people nowadays, I, I say that because to say this, because people nowadays that are raised in instant access to the most horrific hardcore porn on the planet. So cool. they're like, everyone's <laughs> raised from birth, men and women. And they look into you like, oh, just come in a girl's face. That's, that's how sex ends. When I was raised, that was not how sex ended. That was like that. That was just not a thing that was talked about until it's much better than 
getting pregnant. <laughs> oh, well, trust me, I completely agree with that. Like, there's no argument there. But, um, but no, like, do you want this in your vagina? Or do you want this on your face? I mean, but are those the only two options? Yeah. Fair enough. We're here for us, Any future girlfriends, follow your complaints. Take Rachel's with advice. Rachel, right now. Um, McMillan. It's her fault. I, I, I wasn't. It wasn't my idea. But I'm just following orders. Like how? Like that's a, like I don't want to go into a rabbit hole here. But like, does it, like how do you even address that as a guy? Like you just like you just assume, or because what are like a girl can't be. Like, that just seems so presumptuous to me. What if I come on your face? Okay, cool. And then as you're like, blah, 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 and then so that's what they're just like in the middle of sex. She's like, hey, um, or she just opens her would, mouth. Would you mind? Jesus Christ! <laughs> How are you not married? Uh, <laughs> Which time? Yeah, fair. That, well, actually, yeah, that makes sense. That because tracks. I make so much money, and I don't need a man. I don't need a man. Hey, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but um, I don't know. It just seems so odd to me. I'm ready to get over myself, get over my... I need to have a joke about that. Call me old-fashioned. <laughs> but... Uh, How do I get a girl to let me ejaculate on her face? Uh, without having the awkward conversation in between. It's not awkward, though. Why is that not on a dating profile? <laughs> Why, like, like, where, do you, where do you like to come? Yeah, if you're not down for it, Swipe left. Seriously, <laughs> anal. I am a thousand percent writing this joke now. <laughs> You're welcome. Why does that not exist? I feel like that would be like uh, that's just like we've given up on society. We're just going straight into like what you like sexually, which actually it really does makes matter. sense though. Yeah, yeah. We patent pending. Patent I was talking <laughs> about this today with not someone that I work with, but they, we were talking about yeah, like some girls don't like sucking dick. Like, what's the point? Of being in a relationship if you don't suck a dick. It seems very selfish. It's not. It's just. And vice versa. Men that don't do that are pieces of shit too. Yeah. And there are comics. And y'all can talk about this real quick. But I run to the restroom. But like there are comics. Victor Tran. Who (laughs) on this podcast outed himself. (laughs) And he still jokes about it. As not liking blowjobs. Talk amongst yourselves. What? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And he's brought it up twice. And the two times. He hasn't had a good one then. <laughs> yeah. No. So he's he's he he's like, oh well, you and Adam are weird. I'm like, no, nah, dude, we're not the weird one. That's a pretty universal thing among men that that's very enjoyable. Yeah. No, it's fellatio. <laughs> yeah. Why would it? I mean, I can understand like maybe it's not for everybody, but still, to me, I'm just like, how? He's just got a bad blowjob experience or yeah. something. I let the dog lick his balls, and it just didn't work <laughs> out in his favor, you know. <laughs> or the neighbor girl was playing with it. That doesn't make any sense to me. It's something that you kind of have to get used to, though. You can't just like, you know, like, um, <laughs> like you have to have a long-term committed relationship where it's an exploratory thing, and mm-hmm. then you're kind of like, oh, yeah, I like getting my dick sucked or whatever, you know? Because right. I remember I, it's not that I didn't like guys going down on me. I just remember being like, I would just rather fuck. I would just rather have sex. And then I got ate not really well. <laughs> I was like, Oh, I can enjoy having my clitoris licked a few times. <laughs> Enter Adam. Well, I was just telling him that, like, what I think with Victor is like, you you have to be in a long term committed relationship for it to be an exploratory thing. Like, you have to like get used to the idea of. I oh yeah yeah I agree just, to an extent. Yeah, I came home, soaked my dick, then went to bed, kind of thing. Yeah, the things like um, oh, I'm just letting him come on my face. I feel like are more exploratory or anal. That's more exploratory. Heroin, yeah, I feel yeah, also very exploratory. Well, you know, but I feel like like, oh, like standard like uh, foreplay is not that exploratory. Yeah. I feel like that's pretty. 101, that should be like out of the box. This Everyone guy, does this that. This guy, uh, he was, uh, yeah, what happened? He was like, can I come in your mouth? Like, can we fuck and then I come in your mouth? I was like, yeah. He was like, really? And I was like, yeah. Y'all this- had this conversation pre-coitus. Pre-fucking. Yeah. And, he, and then yeah, he, he, was, he was like shocked. And I said, that's PG. Like, but that's what, that's my point earlier. That's not PG. It is too. No, like the PG has shifted like crazy. Just in my time, like my life, t- lifespan. Who have you guys been fucking? I guess, I, I guess if I never, so here's the thing. It's like, I've never like going out and like, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do that. Maybe I should, but like, I'm always just happy with what I get. And if it no, happens, don't it ha- do that. Don't yeah. settle for anything. <laughs> <to the laughs> yeah. nut on the eye. No, exactly. Like, Seriously though. 
yeah, but like that, I guess, I don't know, maybe it's old fashionedness. Like, I just, some of that stuff just seems like, I don't know. Oh, man, what have you, what do you ask a guy to do that? Whatever they want. No, that you want. Oh, what that I want. Everything. Like what? Like, you know. Um, exactly. It's going to be nothing but vanilla I stuff. Home, I don't <laughs> vanilla stuff. Just, I come home. What happens? Oh, I don't know. You fucking take me and we take her clothes off and we have like crazy fuck fest sex. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. Like where I'm in the air and like, it, it, is this, is this something you <laughs> <laughs> that's what i'm saying i feel like there's so much more passion though there we go yeah so that's that to be like oh and then choke me bitch and then call me fucking you know slut nothing like that see for me and like i said if this is like have a conversation that you're having um before it just seems and so ladies and passionate. We're gonna end this on, and that's why I got into comedy. <laughs> got into what? Into comedy. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck comedy. Fuck <laughs> comedy. <laughs> got into comedy to get laid. Shit has not worked out. <laughs> that's not true. That's I a joke. Have I do. Nothing though. to say about that. <laughs> yeah, it's worked out for her. Great. Bullshit. Good for you. Yeah, thank you. Do you have any shows coming up? I do have look but don't this, touch. Okay, this comes out on Saturday, Sunday. On Saturday, who well, who would do that on a Sunday? Look this show release, releases on Sunday. La, 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 la. This show, yeah. yeah. Okay. So anything Sorry, after the Sunday? My stupid mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Saturday, look but don't touch, which is going to be Andrew Youngblood and Han- Andy Huggins, uh, Patrick Eady, uh, Maxwell. Oh, juice. Uh, Joe and a lot of men. Cat. Oh, here we go. Kate. Cat. <laughs> Kate. Sorry. Vance and uh, and myself. Yeah, a lot of it is a lot of men. I wish there were. I'm joking. Well, That's not a major thing. It's not. Yeah. Okay. But put whoever you want on a show whenever you want to put it and on a the show. The next show will be pretty good. Anyway, yeah. And then um, next week's going to be the riot, the unusual suspects on Thursday, and then Friday night's going to be um, Doug Dalton asked me to do a midnight. Midnight at the, the box. Yeah, what is Midnight at the box? It's, thin, it's a show that starts at midnight. It's in the box. Okay, wow. <laughs> yeah, pretty that. cryptic name. Yeah, yeah. Pretty cryptic. It's literally called Midnight Box or whatever. Midnight in the box. Midnight in it. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that. Um, uh, and then Eighth Wonder. Yeah, Eighth Wonder with Josh. Very so, cool. Very yeah. cool. Well, do you have any socials you want to shout out? Oh, I do. Um, Facebook, Rachel Faith McMillan, and then Princess Pilot Priest is my uh, Instagram handle. And then I have my show, Look But Don't Touch Comedy. That's also on Instagram as well. How'd you come up with the, the Instagram name? Um, which one? Princess Pilot Priest. Princess, pa- my niece, I think, and I. Or, what do you think? And it just and it just stuck, you know. And then Look But Don't Touch because it's at an art gallery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it kind of became kung fu for the idea of the female producer. Like, right, right. Yeah. Cool. So I have a Jamaica trip coming up tomorrow. <laughs> yes, we know. <laughs> so much fun! I wish I could be with you. Yeah, if I never, ever, if you never hear me on this podcast ever again, that's because I'm living my dream, living my best life in Jamaica. Yeah, come up with dreadlocks. I found myself a girl, and I went native. <laughs> what was that? I'm sorry. That's what you get for being. A sassy uh, pants. My bad, my bad. Uh, <laughs> and then I'm on Rideshare Confessions on the 22nd. Oh, sweet. Uh, so I'm about to tell a story about my uh, my first girlfriend who <laughs> thought she was pregnant and gave me the worst day of my life. So gonorrhea? Oh. No, no. It was like she almost. She, I thought for a second I had a um, an 18 year. You would be CD. a great dad. I have to say. I think I would be, but really you know, would. I'm 35, so it's like. It's about getting to that level to where I'm showing. You do not look 35. Thank you. How old do I look? 42. I I thought you were like 30. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Thanks for coming out. It was a blast. Pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening. We'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye.